In this podcast, Pamela Barty, a Forbes 30 under 30 entrepreneur and developer of a $100 million real estate empire, will share her inspiring underdog comeback story. And along with those of her guests, she'll share how you too, as an underdog, can rise up and succeed against all odds. Here's your host, Pamela Barty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Underdog. Today, I am honored beyond honored to have two of the most amazing people on this earth here with me and my good friends from college, Asia and Jareed. They are outstanding. What is going on, you guys? How are you doing? Hi, Paris. Hi. Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe I'm on the Underdog Podcast. First of all, this is goals. All right. We made it. (laughs) We're usually the ones, I guess, interviewing somebody for our podcast. Exactly. Roles have changed. The tables have turned. And anyone who, who doesn't know who's listening right now, Done With Adulting podcast, that is these two amazing individuals that you got right here. You were on there once. Yes. Yes. I was just about to say, like, I've been, I've had the honor and the pleasure of being on it. It is so much fun. I love you guys' energy. It's so much fun and, and amazing. Always have since college. So <laughs> it's crazy. I think that's what, it's been a year already because it was pre-COVID. Yeah, it was, I think it was November 2019 that you were on the podcast, which Hopefully we've gotten a lot better since then. We need to have you back a second time, a second time because things have changed. We've improved. The sound quality. The definitely. sound quality is better. Well, we actually did. Yeah. yeah, we were in the studio with you, Perry. But anyways, yes, all the things. It's all good. You're amazing. You know, it's, it's all good. <laughs> you know, podcasting always has like its specifications. But number one thing is the content and the energy. And you guys bring both. So you got that. You got that. So many questions for you. So many questions for you. I know. Stonehill is the common denominator here. Yeah. And that was crazy, too. Isn't it so weird how our entire life went virtual? <laughs> Yes. Oh yeah. There's blessings and curses, but it's like being on these virtual events, like they're great and all, but it's hard. You don't get the real feel of it. You have to bring so much extra energy, yeah. like energy times 10. And then by the end, you're just like wiped out. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. And you're in your own house and then you're like, I don't really feel the same. But now back to you guys, because you guys are outstanding. This is the most loaded question that I ask. And it's, we'll go whoever wants to answer first. Okay. <laughs> Like, what inspired you on the journey to where you are today? In life? That is a loaded question. (laughs) Like, in life in general or in regards to the podcast or? Both. Ever your energy flows. I'm going to let you answer it however, whatever comes to mind. Just let it flow. Okay. I think for me, I feel like I'm in a really exciting time in my life. Like, I feel like in the past year and a half, and maybe that's due to COVID, I have really just been able to have the space and time to like tap into creativity and just like trying new things and starting new things. And I felt like before 
COVID, we were all in our routines, right? Like doing the same thing every day, go to work, come home, whatever, do what you do. And now I don't know if it's the fact that I work from home, so I have more time or what it is, but I feel more open and able to come up with new things and creative ideas and like go down that path to see what will come of it. And I feel like that's kind of what happened with the podcast, even though we started pre-pandemic. I felt like in the pandemic, we really like hunkered down and we're like, all right, like, let's see where we can, we can take this thing and how far we can take it. Yeah. Yeah, We kind of started and we were like, we'll just see if we can get one episode onto the internet. Like when you start a podcast or like, if I can upload one freaking episode, it's a win. So yeah, I feel like going forward, the next couple of years are going to be really just transformative in a way that I definitely wouldn't have predicted pre pandemic. So I don't know. That's just me. Was that deep enough? Oh, that was hard. Can you uh, repeat the question? Again? <laughs> so, you need some more so, time to think. Absolutely. So like what inspired you on your journey to where you are today? Gotcha. Well, I did not answer the question at all, but. You want to take another crack? No, or? go ahead. You can go. So inspiration for me, I'm going to say my mom and family. Every like, I guess, big move I make, I'm trying to get towards like a certain financial goal so I can always give back to my family. Um, I feel like that ever since college and meeting people up in Massachusetts, ever since I'm originally from Jersey, ever since moving up to Massachusetts, I've just seen more opportunities. Ever since Massachusetts, um, I've just met great people. I've, I've definitely found just opportunities that I wouldn't have found back home. And I think that's allowing me to grow and hopefully one day reach my financial goal, which with reaching my financial goal, I can give back to my family and just kind of have, I don't want to say generational wealth, but you know, start just, yeah, start it at least or <laughs> just make sure that my family is good and I'm financially good. And if anybody ever needs anything, then I got them. I don't need it back. You know what I mean? So that's definitely a big inspiration for me. And in regards to the pod, I mean, we're hoping one day we can we can take this to a point where we don't have to work for somebody else. You know what I mean? And we can just do what we love, which is the pod and make boatloads of Other money from investments. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just grow, grow from there. I mean, so for me, that's what that's, that's where the inspiration comes. Love it. I love it. Your energies are so incredible. For <laughs> now, now I always ask this question. What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh my gosh. You know, what's so funny is I was doing this mentorship program with Stonehill a couple months ago, and it was for like alumni of color, mentoring students of color. It was like a new initiative they were trying to do. And so I got these two mentees and I asked them the same question. And I was like, You know, I just feel like we all get asked that question at some point, like, what did you want to be? What do you want to be? Like, especially when we were in college, they were like, what do you want to be? So I asked them this question and one of my mentees responded and was like, well, I asked them actually what their dream job was. And she was like, well, I don't really dream of working. (laughs) (laughs) I do not dream of labor. (laughs) And I was like, facts, like that's (laughs) <laughs> um, no, I've definitely seen that popping up a lot recently. Yes. Like, I, don't, I don't dream of labor. I don't dream of that. So <laughs> it's so funny now whenever I hear somebody ask me that question, I think of her. But um, that's a true answer, though. Yeah, it is a true answer. Like, truthfully, when I was growing up, like I, I played basketball and then I obviously played basketball at Stonehill for those who don't know. And so for a long time, like that was my life. Like I never really as a kid was sitting around thinking like, what do I want to do? Because I was so preoccupied with like this basketball life. And so when that season of my life ended post-college and I did coach for one year just to see if I liked it and I hated it. But after that sort of season of my life ended, I was kind of like, what the heck am I supposed to do now? Like I was really just 
at that time getting acquainted with that question of like, what do you want to do? And sometimes I still don't know if I know the answer. I know that I want to inspire people and help people. I know that I love podcasting. Currently, I work in the nonprofit space, which is another way I'm able to provide and give back to others, which I love. And yeah, that's that's kind of the path I'm on right now. But, you know, everything that I've I'm doing right now, I sort of stumbled into and I just I'm trying to continue that kind of just like go with the flow and and see where I guess the freaking wind takes me I don't know yeah I feel like life is crazy it just <laughs> takes you on so many different paths yeah and like growing up I always thought kind of like it was like one linear linear path but as you get older and see things and see other people like the moves they make you you, you realize that it's just all over the place and then you finally get to I mean hopefully where you want to be but mm-hmm. <laughs> it could take a while to get there yeah What's your dream job or what what did you so, want to be when you grow up? A football player? Of course. So like you, like Asia stated, I don't dream like now I'm at the, I don't dream of labor. I don't dream of work, <laughs> but since you asked, I'm going to answer, but uh, yeah, I played football my whole life, played in college. I definitely wanted to play in the NFL. So that would have been my dream job. Outside of that, I also wanted to be either like a CSI agent, mm. like a crime scene investigator. I used to love the show CSI. <laughs> I um, didn't know that. Yeah, I had to think about this because I was like, wait, what? what is it? Or an FBI agent. I just feel like that's that's so interesting. But like, also to your question, like growing up, I always heard people say or ask other people, older people, like what they want to be when they grew up. And to me, in my mind, I'm like, oh, these people are old. They should have that answer already. But now as I'm getting older, I'm like, I still don't even know what I really want to be. And I'm, I'm grown at this point. So I guess it's ever changing. I know that I can't work for somebody. Like I know that at some point I have to transition into full-time entrepreneur. Like right now is like sort of like the side hustle phase. You're working your way there. And yeah, I kn- that's the only thing I know for sure though. I know that I don't want to work for anybody else again. I don't want to have to wait for Friday to come. Like that is the only thing on my mind right now is getting to a place where I can take my entrepreneurial stuff full-time. And I feel like once that comes, it actually will slow life down because I mean, people who have the regular nine to fives, they're just always looking for Friday in the weekend. Mm -hmm. So when you're always doing that, like time just passes you by because you're not actually living in the moment. You're just waiting to get to the weekend and things like that, or some other type of event that you have coming. But hopefully once you hit that, it could slow life down a little bit and you can live in the moment. I'm saying you personally, but like you as a Yeah, I get it. I'm just trying to be on my Pammy V vibes. <laughs> no, you guys, are, you guys are amazing. I mean, there's just like, you know, what's crazy is like, there's so many connections as to what we want to be when we're young that like reflect on us when we, as we get older, which is so cool. Like Asia, you wanted to help people. Right. And like, look at where you are now. That is exactly what you're doing. That's the same thing with you. Mm-hmm. Like you played football, you did all these things. Look at where you're at now. Like it always translates some way, somehow, which I think is like so cool. And we're always transitioning and evolving. Like that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I've learned that. Like, it's like for even like for me, it's like, Jesus Christ, you know, like going from restaurants to real estate and then real estate now kind of shifting into the empowerment world and like this world. Like, it's like what? Like, influencer space, like stuff like that. And it's like, just when you think you have it figured out, life is like, yeah, those are. Oh, what's up? Oh, you're comfortable? Oh, you're comfortable? Mm hmm. So speaking of that, that, I know you were in commercial real estate. So like, how has that changed with COVID since I guess people are not having as much real estate in regards to office space or people are working from home, things like that? 
honestly, it's transitioned commercial real estate big time, and it's going to affect all the future plans in commercial real estate. Because what's happening now, if you walk through a mall, you're going to see a lot of empty storefronts. You even just driving down Boylston Street, which I was at the other day, like a lot of empty storefronts. And it's like, what are these people going to do? Right. No, no longer. And the same thing is going to happen with office, not just retail. There's going to be smaller footprints of commercial spaces and there's going to be there's got to be a new creation. Like even even now, like new ideas are coming about, like called cloud kitchens, where like somebody basically rents out somebody's kitchen like say a restaurant has their own, like, you know, obviously they have their own kitchens, their own stuff, right? Then they're having these new things called ghost kitchens where somebody comes in, rents that kitchen when it's not being used and does their own thing with it. And it's I like- Mariah Carey does. It's, it, it's like a win-win situation for both sides, right? Because that restaurant now has more, more money coming in so they can pay the, the massive rent. And then that person has low startup costs because they don't have to build out a whole kitchen. Right. So like all these creative, innovative things are coming out, you know, and like in retail, it's going to be smaller stores because they don't need that entire retail footprint. Like department stores are definitely going to change. Like they're going to be subleasing probably within it. You'll see much smaller, like micro stores. I mean, a good amount of department stores have been going out of business for the past decade already anyway. Well, before they used to be the middle, the middleman. Now people can go directly to the source. So right. they can go directly to the stores. Why are they going to go to the department store? For what? Well, you know, slide the hangers down the thing. Some <laughs> people like that tactical shopping experience. So, you know. Yeah. So it's like, but but those will still exist. It's not to say it's going to be completely right. out, but it's just going to be much smaller. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be a much smaller footprint. So it's going to be interesting to see how real estate transforms, especially in the commercial world. In the next few years but even residential is changing i mean you know there's like all these new communities being built there's like co-living spaces coming on like all mm-hmm. kinds of different things that are coming out so i'm excited for the, for that future for sure that's awesome yeah yeah no and like and for you guys as you both have had interesting trajectories in your life so like who has been like do you you know you mentioned your mom a little bit so that's like a big influential figure in your life too but asia Who's been one of the biggest influencers in in your life? I think definitely my mom still, her and I are very close. She grew up poor and then, you know, got herself to a place where she was able to, you know, just be the provider of our family. Even when I was younger, she served as that role. So definitely a role model for me. My dad was sort of another role model. And it's weird because my dad passed when I was 19. And I just feel like life before like 22 is like, (laughs) I don't even know, it's like a blur or something. But obviously, when we're younger, right, we take advantage of relationships that you know, you expect you don't expect that you're going to lose people, especially that young. So a lot of lessons that I'm learning from him are sort of coming up now, like 10 years later. And I'm like drawing the line back to like, oh, that's what he meant by that and stuff like that, which is a, yeah, which is a weird experience to go through and, and just a larger part of, you know, people who, other people who I know probably experience the same thing who are grieving somebody, but it's weird because it's like as you change phases in life, right? Even people that you lost, whether it was 
five years ago, 10 years ago, or 20 years ago, still somehow like remain, have that influence, even though you don't know them necessarily as an adult or in the space that you are now. So I would definitely say both. My parents have a huge influence on me. And I will say though, I'm definitely, I don't know, my family makes fun of me because I, <laughs> I kind of go against the grain. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's like a generational thing. We talk about this on our podcast, but you know, they were brought up to believe like you find a job and you stick at that job for as long as possible and never lose it and then retire. Like that's how they were programmed. And that's how we were brought up believing too. And so now that I'm starting to see like, that's not the only way you can be an entrepreneur. You don't have to be a billionaire to be a successful entrepreneur. Like you can live a a happy life and do your passions and make money from them. I get comfortable financially. Yeah. yeah, I get, I get teased a lot for that because um, I don't know. I just, I have visions and see things and I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. And everyone's like, okay, you're crazy. But yeah, I, I mean, I would say I wouldn't have the confidence to do any of these projects if it weren't for obviously my parents and and how they raised me so yeah i would definitely say both of them yeah and you got to think about it too like we're talking about black america black americans who grew up what the 60s 70s i don't want to say 60s but they grew up the 70s and 80s 70s 80s yeah yeah so i mean that was there was a different time back then so them having a job working full-time and then retiring like that's a win for them for us nowadays like we don't want to do that we want to do more yeah like that's not that's not that that's not looked at as a win for us just to have a a regular nine to five and just being able to retire so yeah like you said the trajectory i think it's just it's changing a little bit with generations yeah i completely agree with you and i think that like a lot of the reason why is because technology has enabled us to sort of live a different type of life. Like you no longer to be an entrepreneur, you don't have to have like a brick and mortar space. Right. Things electronically, like, like this podcast, or for example, like without technology, you wouldn't be able to do this. Right. Like typically right. just the radio station. And if you didn't have connects to the radio station, you're not going to create your own show. Like that's it. Right. But like now I think technology has created like a whole new avenue for people to start businesses, you know, and pursue their dreams and different things. And I think that ties into a lot of it because yeah, I mean, our parents, that's what they, that's what they grew up with. You know, you get a job. That's just what it is. I mean, you, you follow the system, but that's what the American dream, right? It's the American dream. Right. And then, you know, you retire and you have your pension (laughs) and and like all these things, but it's like, you know, now in our generation, we're starting to learn that that system is a bit broken. Right. And that's the, that's the crazy part. I think about like, I don't know, this is going to sound so dramatic, but sometimes I really think about like having to work for the next 35 years straight before I can like think about retiring. do whatever it is I want to do. That thought alone lights a fire in the pit of my stomach to be like, yeah, this is this life is not for me. (laughs) Like I need to figure out another way. (laughs) Right. No, absolutely. And I mean, that's the whole thing, right? Like for me, I grew up in the entrepreneurial space. So like right. I've never had a corporate job. I've done internships. I hated them. It's just not my thing. Cause I've, I've been exposed to this since I was about the, since I was 10, but like, that's what I grew up in. Right. Like that's what I knew, but like now we're entering like a whole new, a whole new era. And like the thing that really hit me was like, so it was junior year at Stonehill, right? Up until my junior year spring semester, I still thought I was going to work a job after I graduated. Like it wasn't always like this for me, like Mm -hmm. that I was going to start my own business and do my own thing. I had an internship at one of the most prestigious 
sports venues in Boston. And my envision was like, okay, my spring semester is going to be there. I'm going to build the network. I'm going to build the connections and I'm going to work there after I graduate my senior year. I had an internship there, hated it. Went in for my final grade and my supervisor told me, she's like, oh, Pam, she gave me a B minus because I was too ambitious. She was like, you were too ambitious. (laughs) I was like, and I remember walking out of that building. First, I was like filled with like rage and anger. And then like, as I'm walking towards the doors to go outside, I was like, a voice inside my head was like, Pam, you're, you're meant to do bigger things. And I remember calling my mom and being like, mom, I'm just letting you and dad know right now, making it clear, like very, very clear. Just hear me, okay? I'm not working for anybody when I graduate. I'm going to start a business. I don't know what the hell it is, but it's going to be something. And that's that. And that summer, that summer. Oh, they thought I was nuts. They they were so mad at me like forever. But then they then they calmed down. But that summer I went to Europe because I was trying to get inspiration. Like, what do I do? What is it? And then that's where I got my inspiration for my cafe. But I remember being like this young, you know, I was like, I think I was like 19 at the time. Yeah, I was 19. You know, I'm going all these touristy places and doing what I want. And then like I'm seeing these older people in their 70s on these tours. And I remember like talking to one of them because they were American and they're like, yeah, we just retired. So we came here. What? And I was like 70. No. And here's the thing that really bugged me about that. It really woke my ass up. I was like, hold on. I was like, they just lived their whole life. And, and meanwhile, they're in they're in the heat. They're sitting down like they're not enjoying it. Right. Like they're 70 years old. old. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't want to wait till I'm 70 to enjoy my life. What? There's got to be a better way. The U.S. is 78 years old. So Damn. they have eight years to enjoy life after that. Yeah. 78. So they retired early. <laughs> oh, but see, though, like how the system is broken. Crazy. It's like, great. That's why we're changing it. That's why we're doing different things. And mm-hmm. hopefully we don't have to work until we're 65, 70. We can enjoy life before then. Yeah. I mean, I, I call our generation like the side hustle generation. Yeah, for sure. And I think, and we talk about that on our podcast too. And just in terms of like, just becoming aware, like how you said that was sort of like your awakening moment when you saw this couple, like out sweating their freaking brains out when they're 70 years old. Like when you have that awakening moment, when you're finally like, wait, is this what I'm about to do for the next 35 years? It's like, it's very powerful, but it can also be really scary because, you know, it's like, if I was going to try something else, what would it be? Where do I start? Who's going to support me? How much do I have to invest into it? Like, and I think that unfortunately fear holds a lot of uh, people back from making that shift or that change or that pivot in their life, which is unfortunate because the best things are like on the other side of fear. And so I don't know, we, we've been talking about that a lot recently on Done With Adulting and just this this sort of framework we were brought up to believe in and then now we're doing it and most of the people that we went to school with you know we're we're hitting our early 30s like things are getting real Mm -hmm. and you're kind of like is this it like is this what I'm doing and so I don't know I just feel like there's a lot of just fear and like failure that holds people back from doing certain things which can't be scared yeah I wish scared money don't make no money (laughs) (laughs) seriously i mean that goes back to my quote regret is far worse than fear like you really want to look back and be like "Mm -hmm, i wish i started the done with adulting podcast like hell no right like if you guys didn't just go for it 
I know. And, and the, and the reality of it is some days are like, like, and I think that's what people don't talk about is like the reality of it is some days you're like, F this. Like, you're just like, what am I doing? I could stop this right now and nobody would care. Or like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, those things cross your mind because motivation isn't always there. Unfortunately, like I feel like any entrepreneurial path is about discipline um, because you're not going to be motivated every day. So that's the hardest thing I feel like is trying to find the discipline to just stay on top of our stuff and whatever. It's, it's a journey for sure, but it's making us into better people. I feel like, I don't know if Jared feels the same way, but I don't know. I feel different today than I did before we started the podcast. Yeah. And I mean, every time we go into it, it's like, it kind of feels, we always say this, it feels like therapy a little bit. You just start talking on the mic and just start talking about whatever is happening in their life. So yeah, it could be looked at as some form of therapy. For sure. I think any creative outlet is a form of therapy. So yeah. Oh my God. Amen to that. And and let's touch on that. Cause that's the whole reason why I started this podcast was because like, I saw so many people like disconnected to reality because you're getting the social media version Mm-hmm. from everybody and nobody and like even for my own self I'm guilty of this right like I grew up thinking like vulnerability is a weakness mm-hmm. Same. Like, I was trained like nah you don't show emotion you keep hustling you keep going like mm, blinders on whatever mm-hmm. oh oh you're having issues don't talk about it like I mean it's toxic right like at the end of the day it's toxic because it's like if you're not releasing that then what the, that's why people end up having all types of addictions because where are you supposed to release all this? And then nobody's talking about it, mm-hmm. right? Like what's the disconnect? And you just mentioned it beautifully right here. And now it's like, nobody talks about this stuff. Like, hell yeah, I have my days. Like yesterday we had to reschedule this because I was on a site dealing with some craziness and I didn't get home until 11 PM, 1130 mm-hmm. actually. And I'm sitting there. I had to, I had to like carry like two by four by tens, which are long pieces of wood. 60 pieces onto my job sites. And I'm just at that. And like today, my back is like, Ooh. but like, you know, like there's days where you're just like, why am I doing this? <laughs> right. Like what, what is going on? And then you just got to like, try to like be your own cheerleader and keep yourself going. And like the key is like, how do you keep yourself going on days like this? Cause like they happen even, even to the people that you don't think they happen to. Yes, of course they do. So like during those moments where you're just like, Bleh, how have you guys found yourselves kind of moving past that? No, whether it's business or, you know, personal <laughs> or whatever, like what's like your best steps to kind of get out of that funk. Cause man, it happens and it's ugly when it does. Yeah, so for, for me, I mean, I always look at the worst case scenario or something like, well, it could be worse. <laughs> yeah, Jared's like, good at that. It could be worse. So I always look at the positive side. I'm like, I really don't feel like, I really don't want to like do this right now. But I'm like, there's people who would love to be in the position that I am, that I am in and would love to be doing what I'm doing. So I kind of think of those individuals and that kind of motivates me. Um, I'm thinking like, there's like, if I don't want to, like, let's just, for example, work out. I'm like, there's people who can't walk right now. Mm-hmm. There's people who are sick, who are laying in bed, who might be like on their last breath. They would love to just get up and go for a walk, go work out, something like that. So things like that motivates me. I just, I, I think to myself, it always could be worse. I always could be in a worse situation. So that's kind of how I get myself out of a little funk. <laughs> Jared's better at that than Very me. Very extreme, but. <laughs> no, you, you, he does. He actually has really great self-talk. And I feel like that's, yeah. 
I mean, we definitely bounce off each other in terms of the podcast. Like there are days when I like Jared kind of knows at this point, like I'll text and be like, I, I don't even know. Like, I'm just like, talk me off the ledge because I'm about to lose it. And he's like, relax. It's not that deep. So definitely like utilizing each other. And I think for me, you know, I'm not as great as sort of like that self-talk and, and, and gratitude. I feel like that's kind of what Jared was was getting towards is like just even being grateful to have the ability to do these things. It's something I'm working on. I'm super grateful for obviously everything that I have and am working on. But for me, the best thing that motivates me is like community and the fact that we do do this together and I have someone to go to that's like, I'm bugging right now or like I'm struggling, like I need to be picked up. And I feel like I can't emphasize that enough. I definitely have community, have built communities, even if they're online, like that's another great thing about online world is you can build these communities of other people who are like doing the same thing as you. And so like on your worst day, Pam, when you're like carrying two by four by tens, like if you have, I'm sure you do have community or mentor people who have been through that exact same thing. And you're like, can you believe this that I just had to do? And it makes you feel better that you're not alone in doing it. So I would just recommend that for sure. Like a community, I literally have them in every, I have like a little podcast community online in my online business. I have a community in my nonprofit world. I have a mentor in a little community. So it's just something that I've always found is so helpful in like the worst and hardest days because someone else has probably can relate and has been through it and can can pick you back up so and to that in regard like at least in regard to the pod like there's definitely been times when we've been like we don't want to record or or even though like or there might be times like we literally physically can't record so we might not drop an episode and i think this happened once we didn't drop an episode and then we actually we put it on instagram and we actually got like a DM and people were like, oh, no episode this week. And they could just be saying that because they're our friends or something like that. But to me, that actually kind of like hits me. And I'm like, as little as I might think it is, like to somebody else, it could mean a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So just like thinking about, I don't want to say the fans, but I guess our ride or die to yeah, the community. Exactly. Yeah. Just like she was saying. Also to the original question about just like when you're in a funk, I think at times it is okay to just allow that funk to take over and for you to take a step back and to take a break. Um, because if you're always just talking yourself or self-motivating yourself or talking yourself up to to do something that you don't even have the energy to do, that could hurt you because you're yeah. not putting all your, you're not putting your hundred percent into it. So, I mean, at times I do think it is okay to take that step back and allow whatever's make putting you in a funk to just allow you to take some time off and get your mental right. Yeah, just rest. I've been trying to do that lately too, is just like listen to my intuition. And most days you have to, you know, you're if you don't feel like it, you do have to push past. But some days if you're just like, this is not going to happen today, like you just have to be okay with that. It's not the end of the world. Rest and like get ready for the next day. Bounce back even stronger. Yeah, so I'm trying to do that more and, and just work based on my intuition too. Like when my energy is really high, like get as much done as I can. And then if my energy is low, like still get some stuff done, but like don't overdo it. So yeah, just stuff like that, I feel like. Absolutely. Like, you know, so I was interviewing someone the other day and, and she was like, well, Pam, she's like, there's different cars out there. Right. I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, she's like, what are super gar- What are supercars? Like, what kind of gas do they take? And I was like, pretty sure it's premium. And she's like, premium cars need premium gas. And does a car run at all? If there's no gas, I was like, no. she's like she's like that's exactly right Pam she's like you need to make sure 
that your gas tank is full. You are going nowhere. Right. It is. And I'm like, damn, what a simple metaphor. But like, seriously, yeah. like, no, it, how can it, we be expected no. to just go, 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 go when we don't we don't stop for gas? Yeah, we've, been yeah, we've been conditioned to think that's like how, how life works and that's how you reach your goals. But I mean, there's a smarter way to do things. Definitely. You work smarter versus work harder. That's right. Like I always say, I'm like working and being productive are two different things. Right. You could work 15 hours a day, but like, what are you getting? Yeah. <laughs> so right? true. Preach. It's, it's so true. You know, and that's like the crazy part. That's the crazy part. And like also too, I mean, so like this COVID world has sort of brought on like all this new transformation. I feel like this whole new like level of self-reflection because it kind of like took the world and like shook it <laughs> like completely like, all right, you're not going into your office. A lot of people. Yeah. And it's like, I'm interested to know how did that affect you guys? Did you guys have any pivoting moments throughout the COVID or any realizations or any, you know what I mean? Like, cause I feel like so many people have gone through so much self-reflection and I see so many people pivoting right now, which is so interesting. Yeah. Uh, you, you can go first if you want. So I think like a little, well, I don't know what to call it the middle because it's, I don't even know if we're close to the end of this or yeah. quarantine or whatever, but at some point in the middle of this, I did feel like really not that motivated, even with like with work, with really anything. I'm just like, this is weird. This is different. Like we're just in the house the whole time, working from home, like gyms are closed, can't go work out. You're doing every, literally everything from this little small, I don't know, this small area. And mm-hmm. after a while, I'm just like, I'm getting tired of this. Like I need, I need an outlet. And I don't even know how I got myself out of it, honestly. I feel like there's some days where I still feel like kind of not motivated, but I guess I'm working my way out of it. But that's just a realization that I, I realized like I'm laying on the couch at like 3 p.m., which I, I still should be like working. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I feel like tired, but I'm like, I didn't do anything. Yeah. And like, I could, I could have been like so much more productive throughout this day, but I'm just not motivated to do it. And I don't know, I'm still going through that process, I think a little bit, but it also could be like seasonal depression. I don't want to say depression, but like, the seasons up here it's always cold and dark and whatnot <laughs> so that could have could have played a part in it but that was just like a realization that that i had during covid i definitely went through some of that during covid but i, I think overwhelmingly i really i don't know i feel like i grew a lot during covid i right in the beginning of the pandemic i started my little online business through a network marketing company that was kind of like came out of nowhere on a whim, but I had time on my hands. So I was like, oh, I'll give this a try and ended up really loving it and connecting to the community back to my point. And within that community was able to learn a lot more just about like personal development and really dove into that throughout COVID. And we even saw that in our podcast too. We took like some courses and really just fed our minds the best that we could, or at least I did. And I think that was like the biggest change for me because I wasn't, I mean, pre-COVID I was commuting four hours a day and it was really long days. So there wasn't really a lot of time for like growth and whatever. Like I was just like coming home, shower, go to bed. The Um, routine. Yeah, the routine. So that was a huge change for me. And then also I think another huge change was just my current full-time job. I, I just actually left and start my new job next week, but COVID kind of um, brought to light just some things that I decided like were, 
outside of my personal values. Like I kind of was just like, now's the time where I need to prioritize my personal values and not just like, because this is a job, which was hard to do. Cause it was like, I should just be grateful. I should have a job in COVID. So that was like a really big struggle, but I don't know. I, I definitely grew from that and have a new job, thank God. But it was just like, it was a lot. There was a lot of change and a lot going on. And like Jared said, it was all going on like in the four same walls of your house. You drive yourself crazy. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I mean, I think overall, I came out on the other side of COVID, hopefully whenever COVID's over, just more connected with who I am and what I want to do and what my five-year goals are and those types of things. So I guess it's like a blessing and a curse in some ways. I mean, COVID taught you that. I mean, people are- Life is short. Yeah. Yeah, Life is short and just anything can happen at any moment. Literally. Like the whole world could just change. Like I think the the way of life in the U.S. could be changed forever with COVID. Like Mm -hmm. you hate masks now. I think masks are going to be a thing in the future, even when COVID is gone. So- Oh, I'm wearing my mask. Yeah. So, forever. I mean, <laughs> I love masks. I'm like, I can't believe I let all these people breathe on me. Before yeah. They- and like with COVID, we talked about this on the pod too. It's like, <laughs> you start realizing that we were nasty. Yeah. <laughs> we were a nasty culture. We were doing things. They started doing things after COVID that they should have been doing. Like, like cleaning washing wise. your hands. Yeah. yeah. Sanitizing. People still aren't washing their hands. I know. Like, go out in the bathroom. And dudes use a bathroom and just leave. And this I'm like, Jared's bro, pet we're sure. in the middle of a pandemic and you're still not washing your hands. Like, <laughs> Although it's, it's wild to me because it's like, I look at these things like, please wash your hands. And I'm like, why do we have to be reminded? A sign, yeah. Do it. Just do it. For me, like the masks are tough because I have asthma. So like I can't breathe in them. So like mm-hmm. I have the hardest time, but like, obviously I understand, you know, what we, what we need to do, but it's just like, it's just been crazy. Cause I've gotten mixed things. And then I have people telling me like, oh, it's both or, you know, like all these different things, like with COVID and just so many transitions. But for the first time, the world has kind of been pulled apart and forced to pause. Yeah. And I think that showed up and manifested in a lot of ways, like obviously with the Black Lives Matter movement and just things that popped off um, that I feel like wouldn't have popped off if people weren't at home. So yeah, because people actually started realizing what Black people were going through in America for some reason. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. That's and you for sure. look like, uh, I mean, the pollution levels dropped while everybody was home. But just different things like that. <laughs> oh, there's so many positives with it too, and then there's of course there's the negatives with with any kind of shift. Is there's always both sides, mm-hmm. oh, and and like you know through your life experiences and everything that you guys have really been through, like what would be the one thing that your older self would tell your younger self based on what you know now, and it can be anything, whatever comes to mind. I would tell my younger self to just like chill. Oh, I feel like when we were younger, especially coming out of college, there's just and even going into college, like kids that are applying to college, like there's just all this pressure around college and having a plan and what you're going to do. And like, obviously, in our country, college is a good leg up. But we're seeing now, especially with the Internet, it's not the only way. And so I think I would just tell my younger self to just like relax and enjoy life while you're body doesn't ache every day for Mm -hmm. no reason and like just have fun because once you get like the closer and closer you get to like your 30s and 40s life certainly isn't over but things change drastically than they would when you're in your 20s like young 20s come on it's the dream you have more responsibility yes it's just like i would just tell my younger self to live like your life to the fullest enjoy life be single i would tell my younger self that (laughs) 
and just get to know yourself better before you make any major decisions. And also my last thing is like, if you make a decision right now, it's not like the last time or like the end all be all. Like I feel like when I was younger, I had such a hard time with decision making because I would always be like, this is it. Like, what if I make the wrong decision and screw my whole life up? Like life just isn't like that. Like most of the time. And you can always come up, pick yourself back up from whatever bad quote unquote decision you made. So. Yep. Yeah. I, would, I, would I mean, say. I would agree on that. I would say, tell my younger self, it's okay to fail because you learn from those experiences. I also would tell myself, do the things that you want to do and don't worry about what other people think of you. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people make decisions based off what they think other individuals will think of them. But I mean, as you grow older and at the end of the day, you realize that (laughs) that doesn't matter. You know what I read the other day too that I thought was so interesting? It was like, I forget where I saw it, but I was reading something and they were talking about that that fact of how like when you try something new or like maybe you're going to start your own business or start a podcast or whatever it is and like the closest people around you who you would think are like the people who are like your ride or dies. Sometimes those are the people, a lot of times those are the people who are like, are you sure like this isn't a good idea? They're putting the doubt in your brain. And when we go through that, right, we think like these people just don't want me to be successful. Like we put it on them and kind of like project like that negative energy when in reality, like those people just don't want to see you fail. And so it comes out as a message of like, you shouldn't do this. But really what in their minds, it's just also fear and they don't want to see, you know, you go through a failure or, or anything like that. They want the best for you, right? And so even though it comes out as like, they don't want the best for me because they're not supporting this idea of mine, it might not be that. It might be like, they do want the best for you and they just don't want to see you fail. But at the end of the day, to Jared's point, if you're okay with that failing and just accept the fact that not everybody's going to support you at first, like you just have to do it for you and keep it moving. And guaranteed like and i'm sure you can speak to this pam like all these people come around at exactly. some point <laughs> that should be motivation for you yeah, that should be kind of uh all the naysayers yeah. come back around at some point like you so. have, if you have close friends who aren't trying to support you with something you're doing that should fuel you to work harder and make sure that it does happen the way you want it to happen so you can go back to them and be like hey so, i told you so yeah <laughs> you got some egg on you I absolutely uh, you know I read a quote yesterday and I was like oh man it was like this chapter in your life will cause people to wish that they treated you better I read that quote and I was like damn yeah you know one of my closest family friends said when I was wanted to get into real estate it's probably something mad negative ice cream stick to ice cream (laughs) and I was like really mother I was like, watch when I pull up in the Lambo in your gas station. Just wait, just wait. And it's like, but sometimes, you know, what I didn't realize is like influence can happen through aggravation. This is a recent thing that I learned. I'm like, motivation sometimes isn't a positive thing. And I never realized this. Sometimes people who like nag at you, that aggravation can like piss you off so bad that you're like, you know what? I'm doing it. Prove you wrong, right? Like it's an interesting way of being influenced too. But I realized like you could actually use that. Um, for sure that's some of the best motivation yeah yeah for sure for real for real and now like what are you guys up to in your world what's what's new what's new well we recently dropped some more merch for the podcast which is awesome that's 
at donewithadulting.com forward slash merch. We did our first paid event uh, for a university WPI, which was exciting. We got to talk to some really cool college students, man. They're they're so smart. Gen Z. They're so smart. They're smarter than we were when we were there. Okay, that's all I have to say. Um, So that was a great experience. And then I think coming up, I don't know. We just have a lot of excitement about the summer and we eventually, of course, want to do an in-person Done With Adulting event again once it's safe to do so. So yeah, a live event. Yeah, we kind of have a lot that on our list that we want to take care of this year for sure and just continue to grow our community and and share our our voices when, and stories and connect with people. Yeah, continue to grow the pod. We do have, we have a good amount of great interviews coming up that are going to drop drop within the next month or so. So Mm -hmm. definitely an exciting time heading into the summer. Yeah, it'll be good. I'm excited about it. It should be good. Love it. I'm so excited for you guys. And I'm so honored to have you here today. What's what's new with you? What's your work? Man, in my world? God, so I'm launching digital courses. I'm launching my coaching programs that are coming up soon. Getting into some live events later, like probably later in the year, most likely. My wedding's coming up. crazy in september so just lots of lots of exciting and good things and then of course just projects real estate development projects that never end end, which are awesome you know they're fun but yeah i'm just it's just like trying to get everything done before like wedding time you know so i'm just trying to get there so that that way because i really want to be present like that's been one of my hardest things is like being present is so because jared like you said earlier like sometimes you're just always thinking about the next thing that you forget to be in the moment. And that's like one thing I try to remind myself all the time. All the yeah, time. It's hard. That's my world. Oh man. You that's, guys that's dope. So many great things happening. Shout out to Stonehill. I know. I'm so excited for your wedding too. I can't wait to see all the pictures. Thank you so much. But now <laughs> you got to let everybody know where to find both of you. So you can find the podcast on Instagram at Done With Adulting Pod. My personal Instagram is at Simply Asia Noel. And if you want to plug yours, Sharon. Yeah, just go to Done With Adulting Pod <laughs> Instagram. You can find me through there. Yeah, actually, we're both on there. Yeah. So you can find us via that. Also on Twitter, Done WTH Adulting. Um, make sure you check out the website. Try to cop some merch. Yeah, and you can pretty much like listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. So if it's whether it's on Apple or Spotify, you can find us there. Done with adulting. Go ahead and subscribe. We have we're a little more <laughs> casual, like casual. We have we're like actually talking before this. We all it's so funny because even though we always like interview people, as we said in the beginning, it's like weird to be interviewed. So we're like, God, I hope you're okay. Did I? and on, on, like, on our yeah, on our podcast, it's a little more like freaking cursing and comp- it's just adulting yeah stuff. she's, she's so, the one cursing all the yeah time. and like it's all i'd have to like bring it together when i'm on other people's podcasts because ours is so just like out there yeah you don't have to behave you don't have to behave around here it's you don't have to do any of that no you, it, you guys are such an audit honestly i'm i'm so amazed to see where you're going with this and like seeing the podcast grow and just both of you too both like in your personal lives and you know and your business lives too just like expanding yeah. it's just the dopest thing in the world to to work yeah. like, i just can't wait to see what you do and like i just want to thank you guys both for being here today the only dream that i've been chasing is my own so that's it for today's episode of underdog head on over to itunes and subscribe to the show 
One lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day with Pamela herself in Boston, Massachusetts. Be sure to go to theunderdogshow.com and pick up a copy of Pamela's free gift. And join us on the next episode.